Before we start the AFC Donscast this week, we want to reflect on the events of last week. It's been a hard few days for the northeast of Scotland, and we, and I'm sure the Red Army, would like to pass on our thoughts and prayers to the family and friends of driver Brett McCulloch, conductor Donald Dinney, and passenger Christopher Statchbury, who all lost their lives in the tragic rail accident at Carmont last Wednesday. We also want to send our best wishes to the emergency services, the local community and to the railway family for their response to the tragedy. We're thinking of you all. Scotland's railway and Scotland will fall silent for one minute at 9.43am tomorrow to mark the passing of Brett, Donald and Christopher. We stand as one. And welcome to the AFC Donscast on Tuesday the 18th of August. It's Graham Mackay here. Aberdeen's fortune is not getting any better after the club announced that Ryan Edmondson has suffered an ankle injury in training. It had been rumoured during the past few days that this was the case, but the club have confirmed that Ryan could be out for three to four months and has now returned to Leeds United to see a specialist who will determine the next steps in his treatment. Aberdeen have fined the eight players who breached COVID-19 rules that led to the postponement of the St Johnston, Hamilton and Celtic matches. The club have confirmed that their internal investigation has revealed the players breached the club's COVID-19 protocols and government guidance. All eight players have returned to training. All the money will be donated to NHS Grampian. In a separate development, the Scottish FA have confirmed that the eight Aberdeen players who broke COVID-19 protocols and government guidelines will face an SFA disciplinary tribunal on Friday the 28th of August. This will also include Celtic's Bolly Ball and Goalie. Two charges have been brought against the nine players. The SFA's compliance officer is expected to charge the players with bringing the game into disrepute or with failing to act in the best interests of Scottish football. Following the SFA investigation, the SPFL has also opened separate disciplinary proceedings against Aberdeen and Celtic for alleged breaches of the SPFL's COVID-19 requirements and testing regulation. Both teams have had their games over the past week postponed. An exhausted-looking Dave Cormack took to social media on Friday evening to raise his concerns about the mental health of the Aberdeen players that have been in the limelight that have been plastered over the press and social media for the past week. 2020 has indeed been a horrendous year so far as we all deal with the pandemic and whatever the new normal is going to be. This last week has been particularly stressful and challenging at the football club because of the um, investigation we've been doing into the player breach of social distancing, 
guidelines and then dealing with the storm and the flooding in and around Aberdeen, which of course led to the, the tragic um, accident, the rail accident just outside Stonehaven. So first and foremost, uh, on behalf again of everyone at the football club, our thoughts and prayers are with the families and friends of those people who lost their lives in that accident. It really does put life into perspective. Moving back onto the football um, and into the um, investigation of the players uh, breaching social distancing guidelines. Uh, first of all, let me start by saying again that we apologise to the First Minister, Scottish football fans and authorities, the clubs and the Scottish public. To Don's fans, we've given you everything we can legally. I know some of you would have preferred us to have made this statement earlier, but we needed to take the time to do, do the diligence process justice. All employees has, have rights, as you, as you will know, and I feel that we have done it justice um, as a club. Moving on to the statement um, about the players that we made today. The players have been reprimanded and fined. They've been criticised, verbally abused and humiliated in public. A lesson, a harsh lesson that they've had to take on board. Regarding the disciplinary proceedings that the SFA and SPL, SPFL issued today, um, these proceedings with the SFA are against the players and the SPFL against the club. We will, of course, continue, as we have been doing, to be um, transparent and comply with the authorities. And as I've said before, Aberdeen Football Club will take whatever punishment it comes our way. However, there's a human element to all of this that I'm concerned about, which is the players' well-being. And I talked to Jason Leach about this concern earlier in the week. So let's go back to two weeks ago. First weekend of football, pubs opened. First weekend of football, um, you know, in months. Thousands of people in and around Aberdeen and other cities. Normally these people would be at the game, 18, 20,000 people, but they're all out and about town across Scotland watching the games and staying out. Thousands of people ignored the rules, but our players should have known better. Never mind the pandemic, and as Derek has said, if you lose to Rangers, you don't go out on Aber in Aberdeen uh, on the evening or after that game. So, these players have been punished and humiliated, slaughtered by the First Minister, and now, tonight, headlines telling them that they face expulsion from the game. And last Monday, a journalist who has publicly professed to suffering from depression, looking to score points by assassinating these players in his column, and that from someone who should know better. What happened to the Scottish national concern about mental health, especially around young men? Are these football players excluded from that? It could have been players from any club, and it still could be. For me, enough is enough. Let's end the personal abuse and humiliation. 
These players have owned this from day one and been punished. The players and the club will accept whatever punishment the SPFL and SFA throws at us. So my plea is this. Let's stop kicking these players while they're still on the ground. I'll end by once again unreservedly apologising to the First Minister, Scottish football fans, Scottish football authorities, clubs and the Scottish public. Let's get through this together. Thank you. As restrictions change, remember facts to ensure the virus doesn't make a comeback and protect people coming out of shielding. Face coverings must be worn in shops and on public transport and should be worn where distancing is difficult. Avoid crowded places. Clean your hands and surfaces regularly. Keep a two-metre distance from others and self-isolate and book a test if you have symptoms. Remember facts for a safer Scotland. Well, the breaches of the past week have not put the kibosh on plans for partial crowds to return to stadiums next month, says National Clinical Director Jason Leach. He told BBC Radio Scotland's Off the Ball that the indicative date remains for outdoor small crowds in stadia as the 14th of September. However, UEFA are likely to pull the plug on our Nations League ties against Israel and the Czech Republic in September. It comes after UEFA's top medical officer warned of the challenges facing European football's governing body in controlling the spread of COVID-19 from country to country if fans begin travelling across the continent. Aberdeen have signed Rangers midfielder Ross McCrory on loan with a view to a permanent signing at the end of the season. The 22-year-old has also been subject to offers from Hibs and spent last season on loan at Portsmouth. The Aberdeen Club shop, main store, club reception and ticket office and several offices on the ground floor were flooded last week after thunderstorms hit the city. The drainage system on Petodre Street and the surrounding area were overwhelmed with a combination of heavy rainfall and a high tide on Thursday. As a result, the club shop will be closed until the 31st of August, with the flood damaging flooring, furniture, retail stock and television production equipment. Whilst we weren't playing last week, there were midweek matches taking place. Hibs beat Dundee United 1-0 on Tuesday evening. Christian Deutsch scored the only goal after 65 minutes. Rangers moved to the top of the Premiership with a 3-0 home win over St Johnston on Wednesday night. Ross County managed a 2 all draw with Kilmarnock and Dingwall. Alan Powell and Chris Burke scored for Kelly to overturn Ross Draper's opener, but Ross Stewart earned the Staggies a point with a 79th-minute penalty. It was also a 2-0 between Madewell and Livingston at Fir Park. The Steelmen were twice ahead through David Turnbull and Alan Campbell, but Lyndon Dykes threw a penalty and Alan Forrest replied for Gary Holt's team. On Saturday, Hibs dropped their first points of the season in a 0-0 draw with Madewell at Easter Road. Dundee United hit back to beat Ross County 2-1 in Dingwall and moved level on points with the Staggies. Cole Donaldson gave County the lead against the, his former club, but Peter Pollitt and Nicky Clark turned things round for Mickey Mellon's main. It was a similar story at Rugby Park, where St Johnston came from behind to beat 10-man Kilmarnock 2-1. Jonathan Abika's first-half goal was decisive as St Mirren defeated bottom club Hamilton 1-0 at the Foy Stadium to climb to fifth place in the table. On Sunday, Livingston halted Rangers' 100% record as Stephen Gerrard's side missed the chance to go eight points clear of Celtic. With their city rivals idle, Rangers had the chance to push further clear but were frustrated by the Livingston performance. Yeah, we've come a long way, day after day after day, of sacrifices, hardships, patience. Scotland, we've done ourselves proud, and it feels like now the cloud may be lifting. But now is not the time to stop. 
This virus is not done. Let's not undo all that good work. Progress made as one. A brighter future is in sight. If we do this right, we'll stick to it with all our might because we are Scotland. These are the nights where history is made and players stand up to be counted. Across the continent, we unite. Striving together, from home turf to distant lands, igniting a passion and energy in us all. The energy builds, wave upon wave, with each tackle, in every shot, in the roar of the crowd, through the highs and the lows. Pushing us further, driving us on to European glory. The UEFA Europa League. The Stonehaven Reds have set up a GoFundMe page to raise fans for the victims and their families of the Stonehaven train accident. They've raised over £5,600 so far and you can donate by going to the GoFundMe website. We're back into action on Thursday night with a postponed St Johnston match at McDermott Park taking place. It's a 7.30pm kickoff, and the match will be shown live on Sky Sports and to Red TV international subscribers. Also on Thursday, we'll find out our opponents for our opening Europa League qualifier match with a pre- preliminary round taking place between NSI Runovic and Barry Town United. Our opening European match will take place a week on Thursday. On Sunday, we face Livingston at Pataudry for the 3pm kickoff. The match will be shown live to virtual season ticket holders and Red TV international subscribers. And just before I go, a quick reminder that the AFC Big Supporter Survey is still open. You can take part at invernessreds.co.uk forward slash survey 2020 and at the same time have the chance to win an Aberdeen home or away shirt. I'll be back with the AFC Donscast on Friday with all the post-match reaction from the St Johnston match and a look ahead to the Livingston match. You can get live score updates from both games on the Inverness Reds website and on our social media. Till Friday, thanks for listening and stand free. Online, on your mobile and across the UK. This is the AFC Donscast.